0: Welcome
1: to the CMB Fantasy Football League podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League podcast. It's Thursday, January 31st, episode 107. Zach, it's been a while. Yeah, are we on? Yeah, we I we spent the first couple of minutes here you were taking the dust off the uh off the soundboard. We had to get everything in in order. It was that took us quite a bit yeah i'm not gonna lie i forgot a few steps one important step and that is hitting record
0: um but we're good to go i believe i think this is recording
1: zach we're back our last episode was the championship preview of the cmb championship and now we are previewing another championship this is super bowl week yes very exciting good time to eat
0: let's take a trip around the league
1: this is Super Bowl 53, also known as L-I-I-I. The Pats and the Rams, they're back. Yep.
0: This, yeah. is,
1: a, this is a rematch of Super Bowl 36, and it's being played 19 years uh, later to the date. So it's being played on February 3rd, 2019, 19 years after the Rams and Pats played each other uh, previously in that Super Bowl. Do you remember that Super Bowl, Zach? I do not. That was uh, Tom Brady's coming out party. That was the beginning ah. of the Brady dynasty. Ah, okay. So this one, 19 years later, I'm just curious, do you think this one could be the end? Uh, either way, they win or lose. Could this be the end of the Brady dynasty? Brady and Belichick, I should say.
0: Well, I mean, Brady came out and said 0% chance. So he said he wants to play until he's 45, so I kind of believe him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unreal at his age what he's doing right now. I, I, I can't think of many athletes who've been this elite at this age.
0: Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable. It's uh you just got to come to grips with it that uh he is great at football and um I like him to win the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, what kind, what athletes have we seen at this age perform like this? Like Nolan Ryan was good up into his later years. I mean, Drew Brees is is older and he's still playing pretty well. Tiger Woods dropped, I don't know if age was a factor or other off the uh you say off the field issues with golf, off the turf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just amazing that somebody this age can be playing the way he is. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, there was some type of scandal later in, in a couple of years, like a Lance Armstrong type thing. Because there's that is the only explanation for what he's doing.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, this one is really impressive to me because um, they didn't have Josh Gordon – or they lost Josh Gordon. And, I mean, really, who do they have in the wide receivers? I mean, Edelman?
1: Edelman, Edelman missed the first four games. Yeah. Chris, Chris Hogan's been like MIA.
0: It's I like band aids for them the whole season. And here they are. Sonny, SMR, well,
1: know, the Sonny Michelle missed four games. You, yeah. Gronk, Gronk missed so many games. I mean, they had, they had that one Sunday night football game. I think it was against the Vikings, maybe, where Cordell Patterson played running back. I yes. mean, the, the ways they have been winning games has just been really impressive.
0: Yeah, they need to get back to Cordell Patterson at running back. That worked pretty good.
1: It did, yeah. So, Patriots Super Bowls, though, all have happened under the Brady and Belichick era. They have five. So, a win this weekend would tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most all-time. And this game, too, is the widest age gap between uh, starting quarterbacks and head coaches. So, like I said, Brady is 41. Jared Goff, the Rams quarterback, is 24 years old. Wow. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, just turned thirty three earlier this week, and Belichick is sixty six. <laughs> wow, I can't remember. Is that like you're like 35, 36, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. You think McVay is two, three years younger than you, and he's know, right coaching in yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm just curious. I mean, most this podcast. I mean, we're based in Tennessee, so a lot of Titans fans listen to this. I'm sure. Who should who should Titans fans be rooting for in this game? Have you decided? I haven't even thought of that. What's your opinion? I, I don't know. I mean, I some people that I talk to, like I talked to Jacob Adams, who's in this league, and others, and they've said they still come back to Super Bowl thirty four, the one yard short. They're like, I will never root for the Rams in the Super Bowl because of that game. I mean, there's still a, a sour taste in people's mouth, you know, twenty years later. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would be happy either way. I
0: think it'll be fun, you know, with the game. But I'm kind of pulling for the Patriots at this point. You just gotta embrace the greatness of of Tom Brady and and just see what happens. But hey, if the Rams win, that would be that would be fun as well. So I'm good. I'm good either way.
1: Yeah, I, I still haven't decided. Who, I I can't watch. I've never been able to watch a sports game like blindly. Like I can't even pick up a random hockey game and not want to pick like a team. You know, you want to follow one team. I just can't. It's hard for me to root for for both teams. So I'm, I'm probably gonna pick somebody early on during the game. Um, but some have argued. I mean, should the Rams even be in this game based on the NFC Championship?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, you know. I mean, um, those games could have gone either way. Both of those matchups were great.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the call in the Saints game, I think, is what I was referring to. I mean, I I know some people that just won't root for the Rams because they don't feel like the Rams should be in this game. They feel like the Saints should be there. Uh, So that's why some people are rooting for the Patriots. I I don't know. I, I think the Rams got away with a bad call, obviously. Uh, so I, I can't fault them for that. But this game should be exciting. Uh, if you think about, though, for the Rams, do you think after this season the window's still going to be wide open for them? Because a lot of the guys that they have on their roster right now, they're at the end. They're in the last year of their contract. Or, you know, they were rental pieces, like Ndamukong Uh So it, it, they, they have a stacked lineup, but it's not going to be as stacked next year. Uh, they're, they're free agents heading into 2019. Ndamukong LaMarcus Joyner, Dante Fowler Jr., and their left guard, uh, Roger Saffold. So, I could see the Rams kind of dipping off next year should they lose this game. Um, but the Patriots, man, it, it doesn't matter who is at receiver. It doesn't matter who's on that offensive line. They're just – they're stacked.
0: Yeah. It's it's really impressive for the the Patriots. You look at the Rams roster this year and you kind of expect it. You look at the Patriots this year and you just don't think – you just doubt.
1: Right. Well, and that's what I was going to ask, too, is you always see when when athletes get older like this, especially quarterbacks, there's always this fall-off period. Like Peyton Manning, his last season, he had, like, the noodle arm. He looked rough, but he ended up winning the Super Bowl in his final game ever and got to do the whole, like, riding off in the sunset thing. I, I would much rather see Brady do that, so win the Super Bowl or win it next year, leave on good terms, because I hate seeing athletes who are just at their peak performance not leave then. Like it's rare I guess it's rare that that players get to have that like Jerome Bettis moment where you win a Super Bowl and retire but I would I would just hate to see Brady play a couple more years and you know they go like four and twelve and that's how he retires like midseason yeah
0: I agree uh bet he I mean saying zero percent makes me believe he's coming back
1: all right so that that matchup of course this Sunday we're recording on a Thursday evening so by the time you guys listen to this hopefully it would have been before the game. Uh, I, this is going to be a good one. I, I don't. I can't say either way. I don't. I don't really know what the Vegas line is right now, but I have not heard uh, many people say one way or another that one team is is going to be the handed winner. Um, I, I I've heard arguments for both teams.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: All right, the next big news that happened this week during Super Bowl week, they always like to drop, like, little news nuggets throughout this week because all eyes are on the NFL, and uh, Nashville and the Tennessee Titans, they revealed their draft plan, their blueprint for the NFL draft that is April 25th through 27th uh, this year. It is supposed to be the largest draft event in history. Uh, The most people, it's going to be the first draft event that is totally free to anyone to come. 300,000 people are expected to be in attendance.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. For some reason, I thought that they said it was going to be at Ascend Amphitheater. And and then I saw the the pictures, and it looks like it's going to be down you know, on Broadway or something.
1: Right. So there's there's actually nothing that's going to happen at, at Ascend. And I, I think I, maybe I'd said that on the podcast because that's, that's what was reported a, a few months back. But like you said, the main stage is going to be at First Avenue and Broadway, which is the street that is uh, directly beside Cumberland River right there. Uh, off Broadway, that is where that's like going to be the main stage where the draft picks come when their names announced. Um, so Goodell going to be up there. Uh, real quick, do you think that Goodell going to get booed in Nashville? Absolutely. Is it just tradition at this it's point? Tradition. Yeah, he's going to get booed. He's not going to get he's not going to get booed like he did in Dallas after the Zeke Elliott stuff. Uh, but it's going to be. I, I he'll probably still get booed.
0: I think he'll get booed pretty good just after the uh, you know the no call. You oh, know, sure. The Saints. I bet that'll still be on everybody's mind.
1: Well, and yeah, you got to think like 300,000 people in attendance, not all – there's there's going to be a large group of people that aren't even Titans fans. Oh, so it, yeah. it, it's not just people from Nashville coming right. to this.
0: Yeah, especially with it being free. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of people from all over.
1: Right. So Selection Square is going to be at the Schirmerhorn Symphony Center, uh, which is not far from Broadway. But that is going to be where actually like the team representatives sit at the tables and send the cards in which is going to be a first because I think this is the first time where that that uh, place, that location is going to be separate or different from where the actual picks are going to be on stage. Usually they're all in one place. So it's going to be – this. Uh, what I've been telling people is this draft in Nashville is either going to go really, really well or really, really bad.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. So you're going to the draft, right? Are you going to go on
1: oh. tonight? Oh, I'll, I'll be there for the whole thing. I'm going to try and, like, take off from work and, and – I guess I wouldn't have to take off from work, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be there for everything. How early are you gonna get there for draft night? So Thursday's when the first round is, and I think it all starts at like six p.m. is usually when the clock starts. So I would wanna, I'll probably take that Thursday off from work and maybe get down there at like noon. I would say six a.m. Oh, it's that early? Yeah, it maybe.
0: It's gonna be crazy.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't care to I don't care to be like front row. Yeah. I just want to be there and get to see it all like in person. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's exactly how it'd be. My plan is to go down and get to the Dan Patrick show in some fashion. Yeah. And I don't know what day that would be. I don't know if I'd want to, you know, I don't know how long they'll be down there, but that, that's my goal to be a part of, of uh, that. I'm going to give him, this is a side story, but they're doing the Super Bowl, you know, obviously in right. Atlanta. And they had tickets for their show, which is the first year they've done that. And I went to go get some and they were sold out. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was going to give Dan, um, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I bought the front page of the Atlanta Journal um, when the Braves opened up SunTrust Park. And do you know this story? Have I told you
1: I, I, Yeah, I think you've told me before. Yeah, but. yeah.
0: And so anyways, I was, they messed up and they sent me just the – I needed just the one you know, Braves front page. And uh, they didn't offer paper. It was all digital. So I just bought the digital file and I was going to print it. And uh, they sent me all these front pages from the Falcons winning – um all the you know the the rounds leading up to the super bowl oh cool and they had even put in there accidentally the paper saying that the it, it said it's atlanta and it had oh man uh, Matt Ryan on the front celebrating talking about I'm beating the the uh patriots and everything and so my goal is to print that out and take it to Dan Patrick and give it to him and uh, just let it be like a conversation
1: piece yeah. on so. Hopefully, hopefully that goes just as well as like the Jeff Francois stuff on Twitter. Maybe that'll yeah. be hey, we'll have another success story. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you guys, but that's my plan. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think the, the day to do that would probably be Friday, right? Because they would probably have like a first round pick being interviewed. I think it'd be kind of cool to be on there after the first round. Yeah,
0: I thought about, you know, if I did it for the Super Bowl, if I was able to get down there and he had like Matt Ryan or Julio Jones on, I could see Dan handing that to him and being like, what, what are you thinking right now?
1: Right. Oh man. Yeah. He's really good with those like quick, like four or five worded interviews. Like your thoughts.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hand it to him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I think you should definitely try to do that during during the draft week here. I, I guess I didn't even think about you know Eisen doing his show here and Dan Patrick. That that's one element I didn't even consider.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: So the draft experience itself, and this will be probably where like you know if you have kids, you'd want to take them to this or. Uh, the stuff you see on TV quite a bit, the NFL draft experience, which is where they do a lot of the like, they do like flag football type stuff and, and like interactive games. That's going to be in the Nissan Stadium parking lot. So obviously on the other side of the river, oh. uh, everything's going to be in walking distance, which is going to be nice. So uh, they're, they're doing all that stuff uh, in the parking lots of Nissan Stadium. And then the red carpet event they always do is going to be on the green at the riverfront park. So right there along the river, oh, I'm wow. telling you, this is going to go either like amazingly or it's going to rain or something bad. Oh, like something,
0: gosh. some natural yeah. disaster. If it rains, Ooh, they're so, everywhere. sounds like they're everywhere.
1: Yeah. And I don't, it's, it's honestly, I, I wish I knew the square footage of how much space this is taking up. Cause it's going to be the biggest or the, you know, area wise, the biggest draft, obviously the most people, um, So the draft is the last weekend of April and it is the 20, the 25th through the 27th. And I I was just, I just started thinking Zach about natural disasters. Um, The 2010 flood in Nashville, May 1st and 2nd. Yeah. I was
0: thinking, you know, just, you know, us doing photography and sessions, April and May, Um, especially April. That's, a lot of rain during that time so yeah
1: so who knows i i you know i maybe i shouldn't have said that knock on wood maybe it won't happen now but uh that could be a huge event i know you're talking about it in the facebook group and it sounded like rich was was not interested in going because he's it sounds like he's got like anxiety or something with large crowds but uh, i will be there and and hopefully you you as well yeah i hope to be i think james will be there too so should be good since the last episode, Zach, a lot of stuff has changed in the NFL. I mean, really, a lot of stuff happens in a month, but especially the December to January. So since our last episode, eight NFL head coaches were fired. Six have been hired, and there's two reported hires. So Matt LaFleur, now the Packers head coach, Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals, Bruce Arians with the Bucks, Freddie Kitchens with the Browns, Vic Fangio with the Broncos, Adam Gase stays in the AFC East and goes to the Jets, Zach Taylor is uh, reportedly going to be the head coach of the Bengals, and Brian Flores is reportedly going to be the head coach of the Dolphins. How many of those names that I just mentioned, Zach, have you never heard of until just now? Um, All of them. Yeah, so a lot of these guys, and there there are two names here that are in the Sean McVay tree. Matt LaFleur, of course, the former Titans offensive coordinator. That one shocked me. He was the first coach to get hired during uh, or after what they call Black Monday where all the coaches get fired. I was surprised by that one, just because of the the year the Titans had offensively.
0: Yeah, and man, I'll tell you, for Marcus Mariota to have five different, you know, offensive coordinators in a oh, row—oh, yeah, gosh, that's tough.
1: Yeah, it's brutal, and I, I like the decision to keep Arthur Smith, the Titans' tight end coach, uh, and promote him to offensive coordinator. That's going to help Marcus out, but man, yeah, you're right. It's the continuity's not been great in Tennessee. And I think it just shocked the NFL, though, that Matt LaFleur, after just one year being a play caller, gets a head coaching gig and gets it with the Packers, too, which they've only had, what, like four or five head coaches in their history. I mean, they're yeah. that's a storied franchise that, you know, he has a lot of pressure now.
0: Yep, and that is true.
1: And Zach Taylor, who is reportedly going to be the Bengals head coach, he is the current quarterback's coach for the Rams. Um, so this is going to be a trend around the league now. It's like anybody that's connected to Sean McVay – teams around the league want to hire as their head coach or offensive coordinator. It's like everything that dude touches turns to what people see as gold. Yep. So uh, those are the new head coaches. We'll, we'll learn more about that in the coming weeks here, especially as we lead up. We just have the senior bowl, the draft, of course, like we talked about at Nashville, the combine. We'll try and talk about all that stuff and get Ryan Risher and Brian Franklin back on our, our uh, draft gurus. Mel Kuyper. That's right. Um, so Zach, we talked about the NFL a little bit. Let's take a trip around CMB and let's recap, which was a month ago, of course, or even longer than that, uh, the CMB championship. And we'll just talk about this briefly because we haven't mentioned it yet, but the Tecmo power runners win season 14 of CMB, uh, Zach, what were your thoughts after you saw, uh, the, the result of that matchup? Um...
0: It just looked like they were going to win from the get-go. You know, it just—I'm uh, trying to pull up the matchup here. It's been so long since I've signed into fantasy. I'm having to, uh, I guess, confirm
1: my account. I'm not sure. That's how well, long. I'll just say you and I—we both picked Kevin. We were—we were—I don't know if we were rooting against or rooting for Kevin or rooting against Techmo, but you know, Kevin hadn't won before. Rob and Jeff had both won individually, so this just felt right for Kevin. This felt like this was his time. And you and I both picked Kevin and were disappointed. Uh, and I know Kevin was certainly disappointed too, but um, he was, he was in it there until the end. I know, I know Tecmo had a few guys in the later games that, that snuck away. Did you have the chance, you have the matchup pulled up here.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that we were rooting against, you know, uh, Rob and Jeff It's it's, it's tough to root against them, but it was, it was fun with the eight seed going that far. You just felt like, it right. was, you know, destiny, like you were saying, um, but, you know, I, I feel like I remember us questioning, you know, they had Robbie Anderson in. Dude goes off for 29.65 points. I mean, oh, yeah. dude was riding the free agency wire the whole season.
1: I don't, and it's not like Kevin just had a dud of a week. I mean, Mahomes put up 34 like he typically does. And Chris Carson put up 23. But even though it was, it's, it's been a month since that championship game, Zach, I can vividly recall you saying that Jamal Williams was garbage. And he put up 27.6 points and pretty much gave Tecmo the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. Um, I, I think I said something about Robbie Anderson outscoring Tyree Kill. I know. That happened. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, 23. That's the typical that's, – that's the running back you'd expect from them. You know, that's yeah, Lamar Jackson. But uh, did Phillip Lindsay get hurt in that game? They have him in the starting lineup. And he had oh. 46 rushing yards and two receptions for 11 yards. That was it.
1: Oh, he must have gotten hurt. Yeah, so. Yeah, so oh, I okay.
0: this was huge for Kevin. His boy Kiko put yep. up a goose egg.
1: Not surprised there.
0: Yeah. But well, he'd Dur- been he'd been solid.
1: Dirtiest player in the NFL.
0: <laughs> so
1: Yeah, and then you had you, you had three sacks for uh Aaron Donald, who is in the Super Bowl this week, obviously for the Rams. Just a monster. Like all season. He'd have games where maybe he only put up like five or six, but he was putting up like 25, 30 point games as an IDP. I mean, just really helped out Tecmo every week they had him.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Kevin has CJ Anderson on his bench, 24.45, and Deshaun Watson. Make those two moves, and we are talking about a different champion, but it's always, always tough to look at that, you know, when you got people going off on your bench, but. Obviously, you go with Mahomes in that situation.
1: And I don't believe Tecmo is one-one as a group, so I'm assuming. How do we, how do we think they're going to divvy up who gets the jersey?
0: Yeah, I uh, I messaged them, and um, just kind of you know wondering which jersey they were going to do. So they messaged me back with something, and uh, we may reveal it down the road.
1: I, I'm just going to assume it's a Baker Mayfield jersey. Uh, and I'm also going to assume that whatever jersey they get, they're going to – you know, Jeff's going to sell on the black market.
0: <laughs> yeah, the black market.
1: That's that's what he did with Dak, so yeah. I, I, should, I shouldn't be surprised there. But, hey, you win, you get to do whatever you want, I guess. Yep,
0: that's
1: right. Also this week, Zach, and this was uh, one of the most bizarre things I've seen in a long time. I think you know where I'm going with this. This dropped, I want to say Sunday afternoon. Uh, some people were taking naps. Some people were – uh, what sports event happened Sunday? I guess the Pro Bowl? Maybe oh. people were watching the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But Jordan Iwons And of Isaiah 4031 dropped uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge video.
2: Hey there, it's Dr. J. Uh, Jordan, as you know, from Isaiah 4031. And as you probably know by now, I won the, or I won the Ice Bucket Challenge. I don't know how much of a victory it is, but apparently I've got to do this crazy uh, Ice Bucket get cold and have ice sprayed on me uh on this january day uh so i'm up here to live up to my part of that and uh unfortunately i'm having to be in the one that's in this uh unique club here
1: and so i uh, guess we gotta get this started today and i i i zach i don't know i i'll, I'll leave it up to you what, what are you um what would you say about the ice bucket video that jordan put out well we've, we've already
0: discussed this and i've discussed it with other people but um there just wasn't much ice in there.
2: We have our bucket here. You see there is plenty of ice in this bucket.
0: Great effort on, on his part. Um, but I, I think we might need to start a rule that you have to empty an entire bag of ice. Like go to the grocery store Yep. and and fill up like a cooler. Uh-huh. I don't want your little popcorn container that yep. you're going you know, and, and fill it up with a few cubes of ice from your
1: fridge. Popcorn container. You know? um we we need we need some more ice here um we so. need to add some stipulations it's got to be a bucket it's an yeah. ice bucket challenge not, not an good. ice bowl yeah or Zach said a popcorn bowl yeah uh i agree and, and the lack of ice i get it and it um, looked
0: like it hit him in the chest like it even hit him in like the head
1: yeah so let's talk about that Somebody so i
0: might need to be doing this i think what
1: happened so let let's start with the whole what, it, what felt like the whole basis of the video or the point he's trying to get across, if there was any message at all, it was basically Jordan throwing shade at the Braves. And we're going to put the Braves on ice as well. Yeah, what, what in the world? It felt like a personal attack on Zach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but, uh, I mean, good effort. It was good, uh, but I'm not sure about the Braves.
1: Yeah, so, Matt, I mean, I, I seriously had three or four people from the league text me about this, and maybe it's because I, I did it last year or maybe because they wanted their comments to get put on the podcast, and we'll certainly share. So, Chase Goss said, man, I don't understand the Brave stuff, you know? And I'm like, yeah, and he said, uh, "He said, I hope Jordan knows he's cursed the Phillies for the next 20 years. Oh, that's possible. And Matt Suggs his commentary, I don't know if maybe he wanted this to be kept private, but he felt, and I agree with this take, dude, if you're going to do the Braves thing, buy a Braves shirt and, you know, <laughs> ruin a Braves shirt, kind of like the way Jake ruined, like, a Nickelback shirt, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he, he he took a white shirt, and he taped the Braves logo on it. Of course,
2: baseball season is about to come up, and you see I'm going to wear this Brave shirt. We're going to do this because... It's time to make Hotlanta cold. It's time to bring a hill uh, chill down to Hotlanta, and we're about to bring uh, the Sun Trust down to the Moon Trust. or transfer, the uh, Sun Trust to the Moon Trust, if you will, to use a uh, banking term, since that is what the uh, sponsor of the Braves Stadium is.
1: So that's what happened when the ice bucket—he poured the the popcorn bowl or whatever directly onto the Braves logo. That's that was the intent, I think.
0: Yeah. I've got, I've got the all-time rankings for the ice bucket. Do you want it? Let's hear him. Okay. First place is you. Um, production value, just everything was fantastic. You set the bar very, very high. Um, second place, I'm going to give it to uh, Kevin. You know, ice and the jewels. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's no joke. You got to give it to him. Then Jake at three is pretty good. Uh, he forgot to dump the ice on him. Uh, obviously, he needed somebody there helping him, right? Uh, and also, I feel like Jake's ice was—it was pretty weak too. It was comparable to, to Jordan's. Uh, but coming in last is Jordan. Here goes nothing.
2: Oh. Woo. We washed those Braves away too. So, oh, there we go. I am rid of this season, and the Braves are gonna get a little bit of a chill. As well. Oh, You guys take care. We'll see you next season.
0: Uh, didn't even get, you know, on his head. Just that that's my ranking. One, two, three, four right there. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, from what people have told me, I and maybe this sounds like kind of humble braggy, uh, but I feel like I did set the bar too high. Maybe I should have dialed it back a little bit because it's, I, you know, I feel bad for Jordan. You, it's kind of like you don't want to be the person that follows, you know, an act like that. <laughs> and I, I feel like Jordan was walking into the lines then with this one.
0: That's true. Yeah, you, you did very well with yours. Um and what do you think about possibly making it where you have to debut it on Super Bowl Sunday?
1: That's what I was gonna so we talked about that and I he dropped it on the Pro Bowl weekend, which maybe that was strategic or maybe he just wanted to get it over with, but uh no one was really paying attention. So I think that needs to be a stipulation from now on. Like it doesn't matter when you record it, just make sure you post it um during, like you said, like at the halftime during Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl, but on Super Bowl Sunday,
0: yeah. And you know, the bad thing was, I I even had somebody text me and say that we need Jordan to have a redo. Ooh, they they were demanding that he redo, that he he redoes this. So
1: would would we put that to vote, or is it? Are you are you granting mercy here, Zach?
0: I, I guess we're going to grant mercy, but Jordan had all the makings to make this fantastic with that eagle out. Yes. Just also, missed, missed a great opportunity.
1: I know. And I feel like he was teasing for a little bit about what this was going to be. I remember him telling you something like, uh, I want to do this in the springtime because I have something special planned. Do you think that what he ended up doing was what he was going to do all along?
0: Yeah. I mean, when he's talking about spring, I think he's talking about spring training. Oh, my goodness. That's what I think. Because I had no idea what spring meant. Um,
1: so so what I'm hearing is H&F and Isaiah 4031, 40, new rivals in CMB.
0: I mean, apparently Chase is a Braves fan too. So, you know, all, all these Braves fans, you know, there's a lot of Braves fans.
1: Yeah, speak out.
0: You know, stand up. Let's yeah, stand, st- up
1: stand, stand up, that's right. Greg, um,
0: Matt Collins, Suggs.
1: So, yeah, that's our recap. I actually didn't finish the entire video uh, because I think I got, like, within 30 seconds of finishing it. I ended up just texting you. I had to, like, get a quick, resp- quick response because I figured you'd seen it. And it was, like, a day later, and you were like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea.
1: All right, so, yeah, uh, Jordan, you know, not to, not to be too rough on you, buddy, but that was, um, yeah.
0: It was a great effort, great effort, and we it was good. You I mean, you did everything right. It's just, yep. you know, if you wanted to redo it and make uh, make all your fans happy and uh, put on the Eagle costume, maybe a little bit more ice,
1: it wouldn't hurt. That's what – so Rish is always talking about making fantasy great again. Maybe at the draft, instead of a handshake, we could have Rish pour ice on Jordan. <laughs> that would be good. I would absolve him of all wrongdoing if we I ended up like doing it. that. All I right, like so him. you ranked the ice buckets, and – Last month in December, Chase ranked the all-time ranking of CMB teams. Zach, do you, want me, do you want me to go through these 1 through 14 or just kind of hit some of the highs and lows? Uh,
0: you can you can go through it. But, um, yeah, just go ahead and go through it. We can give our thoughts.
1: Well, let me clarify. So so he only seven people voted, which was kind of weak. Not on Chase's part, obviously, but just that people didn't respond. I was expecting more here. But only seven people responded out of, like, the 20 people in the league. Uh, 14 teams. So, number one, obviously, H&F. No surprise there. Uh, and then he have two tied for second. Tecmo Power Runners and IDP still suck. Two tied for fourth. Greg Coe and Kemp's crew. Number six was Strong Side. Seven, Big Orange Bullies. Eight, Pacing Your Face. Uh, basically the Jeff Fisher of our league, apparently. Eight and eight. Nine, okay. Your Worst Nightmare. And then three teams tied at 10th. Dragon Energy. East Coast wombats and the Almond Brothers, West Coast wombats coming in at thirteen, and Isaiah forty thirty one coming in at fourteen. So the team that finished with the ice bucket this year is also at fourteen. We'll we'll just leave that at that. We won't go any further there. Um, Zach, you would have been offended if anybody else would have been at number one. I take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we have the most championships, so I would think that we're number one. Um, but I think that this is very very tricky and time consuming if you really wanted to pull it off first of all um uh, matt collins and courtney shouldn't have even been on there with this being their first year it should have just been like not an option um right you know for them so but i think a lot went into this i'm not gonna lie i started doing this and i felt like i wasn't giving it a fair shake so i really started looking into it and i never finished it so i'm one of the people that never submitted um because I think that there's a lot that goes into it looking at the rankings instead of just kind of thinking about players and being like, Oh, they're terrible. You know, I'm going to move them down or something like that because I mean, it's fantasy anything can happen. And some of these guys have finished better than we think. Uh, but I'd be interested to hear from Jay. Cause I know he would really break it down number wise. And there are a lot of interesting stats and time being uh, put into some yeah. of those comments, you know, in the thread.
1: I know that, that, Jake would put himself above Greg, but I just told him, I was like, dude, Greg has a championship. That's that's why I put uh, Jake at like five. Yeah, championship's I, I didn't, huge. Yeah, I didn't have any ties in mind, so I actually had Tecmo as number two, and then IDPs I believe at three or four. I may have had Greg at number three honestly, um, but yeah, so I and what's funny is I ended up putting myself at eight. So Chase's ranking in mine match, I put myself there right in the middle of the pack, and that's I I, I, I made the case to put myself even further back. But I, I went and looked back at it, and it's funny. I've been in the league now for I think it was like my tenth year or my ninth year when I averaged all of my finishes. So there have been years where I finished third or fifth, uh, twelfth, some years. Ice bucket last year, obviously. It all averages out to eight. So oh, wow. that. Yeah, that felt pretty fitting. So did you do that for everybody? No, I, I did it just for myself because I wanted to see yeah. – I didn't I didn't want people to make the case of like, oh, Pace voted himself too highly. I, I actually broke it down for myself a little bit. I didn't do it for everyone. It was taking too long. And like you said yeah. – That's something so
0: tough to do too because people change names and stuff, and you got to remember like, well, were, yeah. they, were they even playing in the league then? So like it's a very time-consuming thing, and I really think the most fair way to do this is to really put into um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I guess, you know, think about where they finished, you know, in the league and yeah. kind of average it out. That would be interesting to see what those rankings came to be. But obviously that's going to take a lot of
1: time. And it sounds kind of ridiculous, but Jake left the league for a year, I think maybe yeah, he left for a year and then came back like midway through or something like that. I can't remember. left and then came back maybe to take a uh, Read spot. Yeah. Yeah, so that actually helped put Greg above Jake. It's Jake, I don't think Greg is taking a year off, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean you got to consider like, you know, Jake had the ice bucket last year. yeah uh, You know, so that's just it's a bad mark on his record. So.
1: Yeah, I would say so as well. Um there are the teams right there in the middle, so like the, Kevin, me and Chase and even Matt. I I don't think I put Matt that high, but those four teams are always middle of the pack, so that felt pretty pretty average there. It felt right. Yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting off season stuff. Um, we're gonna do some more of this kind of stuff throughout the off season to kill time, obviously, but also just because it's there's no time really to talk about this during the regular season. It's just not important. Um, but one thing I do want to do at some point, Zach, is we will do a uh, NFL team comparison for each team in our league. I think Chase has done something like like this before. Yeah, but I think it'd be fun to give every team in our league an NFL team um, that's comparable to them. I like it. All right. So before next episode, we did a little tease just then, but uh, before next episode, expect that sometime in late February. Everyone uh, we will probably do something like like similar timing last week of February. We'll do a Super Bowl recap, uh, recapping the game. That's the Sunday Patriots-Rams. And we will do a free agency preview because, man, it's it's coming up. It's like the second week of March. So by the time we record this next one, we will have our eyes on some of these free agent prizes. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's confirm, Zach, before next week. When do you usually, as commissioner, when do you usually reach out and confirm who's coming back?
0: <sighs> Isn't that the draft? Maybe. I, Say think that again? I, I think it might be the draft. The, the, NFL,
1: the, draft. N- the NFL draft? Okay.
0: Yeah, I can't remember, uh, but that's probably when I'll do it
1: and we'll get, check. And speaking of that, reminds me, Zach, because we, uh, we forgot to set up the extra pick or the extra life challenge throughout the nfl playoffs yeah. so we've kind of considered doing a march madness um yeah, yeah. Bracket.
0: So i think that's what we'll do this year we'll try to set up a march madness bracket and um do the extra life challenge that way this year so um i think yahoo does that and so we can have everybody just kind of join that league and it'll be fun
1: Perfect, and then two guys. Let's—I'll uh, post this in the Facebook group. But I would love if you guys gave us some uh, guest suggestions. So during the off season, we like to have guests come on and do interviews. We've had John McLean and James Coe and Mike Keith, people like that uh, around the league. So if you guys have any suggestions, because I know Zach and I have kind of picked all of our previous guests. But if you guys have people in mind, if you've listened to these in the past and thought, "Man, I would love if so and so came on," reach out to us. Let us know who you have in mind, and we'll, we'll try and make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we'll we give it our best shot. Tweet of the Week. All right, Zach, before we leave, I have a Tweet of the Week that uh, is actually an audio clip from this past weekend. Uh, it is from the NFL Pro Bowl in Orlando, Florida. Uh, they always have – this is like the most relaxed weekend of the entire year for the NFL, especially for the players. So they, they pretty much do whatever they want while they're out there um, during these practices. And at one point, Akeem Hicks, defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears, was doing like a Periscope or like something like Facebook Live type thing. Yeah. And right at the beginning, he finds a Bears fan. It looks like he's like 12 or 13 years old. And uh, this happens when he went live. This new bounce swag wasn't there. At wow, this is what you were doing live. <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey, do a favor.
2: You're you're on uh, my live right oh, now. let's go. Let's you're go. in What's Orlando up? at the Pro Bowl What's shining. Up? Number one Bears fans yeah. out here. What's happening, baby? What are we going to do next year? We're going to win a Super Bowl. Come on, Come right. on now. Park, you not going to ruin it next oh, wait, year. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, oh I'm alive. Uh,
1: oh, too late, to, too late to mute it. <laughs> I love that, man. That is so good. Yeah, oh, man, that's great. I forgot. I
0: was really loud at that. That was funny.
1: That Bears uh Eagles game. So Cody Park he missed the field goal and, and the Eagles advanced. That happened like I don't know, first weekend of January. So it hasn't we haven't had an episode since then. I, I was I just had to bring that up. That was so funny.
0: Yeah, that was good. That was good.
1: Zach, do you have any tweet of the week?
0: I do, but uh you would just have to have seen it. And um LeBron, it says LeBron has the best court vision of all time. And it's these people Oh They're- yeah. They are screaming for LeBron from the nosebleed. I mean, they're way up.
1: They're in the rafters.
0: Yes, and they're screaming at him, and they zoom in um, with their with their phone, and, you know, it's all pixelated and everything. And LeBron, you see him like kind of like Terminator mode almost. Turn his head all the way down at the bench, you know, for the Lakers. And he turns his head, looks right at where these people are, and throws his hand up to acknowledge them. It's just unbelievable. Here, here's the audio from it. Oh, they zoom in. He looks, throws the hand up. <laughs> I mean, they got their money's worth. That was pretty awesome.
1: It's so funny how, like, sports has that effect over people. Like, something as small as, like, a hand gesture can, like, just completely make somebody's life. <laughs> like, yeah. LeBron James waving at people from across the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Uh, Zach, I think that's it. This might be one of our shortest episodes yet, but we uh, we previewed the Super Bowl. We recapped the CMB Championship, and uh, it's on to February. So next episode, we will recap the Super Bowl a little bit, and we'll talk about some uh, upcoming NFL events. But, Zach, take it away.
2: Here goes nothing. Oh. We washed those Braves away, too, so... There we go. I am rid of this season, and the Braves are going to get a little bit of a chill as well. Oh, you guys take care. We'll see you next season.